Gone Girls podcast. We interview the people we like and try to get to the bottom of life. The Gone Girls podcast. The Gone Girls podcast show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Gone Girls podcast. I'm Shauna Lane. I'm Ankara Martinez Savone. <laughs> and we are the Gone Girls. The Gone Girls. And today we have a very special uh, episode for you because it is the finale Bye-bye. of the Gone <laughs> Later, Gunners. So the Gone Girls are going to be... Maybe we'll have a reunion episode yes. where we like spill Ooh. all the drama like Bravo, yes. you know? Oh my God, I love that reunion. <laughs> yes. So this is a very um, special podcast because episode because we're gonna we're gonna wrap everything up and we're going to ask each other the three questions that we've been asking everyone over the past four years we're gonna re-ask each other those questions in the vein of what's happening now and in the, the future for us totally so okay so first of all we have to do all the things that we always do on the podcast the first one is take the picture so we said we were going to use, <laughs> okay, don't use that one. Oh my God. I have on cat, I have on cat headphones. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. That should be good. And then we set the timer for 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. This is behind the scenes, guys. Behind the scenes action behind stuff. Sh- Quality content here. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure we've said this the whole time we've done the podcast, though. <laughs> Every <Right>. single Yeah. <laughs> this should be called Behind the Scenes Podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, uh, it's so sad that we're not in my car for the last one. I know. Um, uh, but we couldn't okay. have done it because you're you're still being quarantined, right? From I Florida. am. I'm still in quarantine from Florida. Yeah, I got back. So I end my last day is, I guess, Thursday. I'm free Friday. Oh, Okay. Have you, you haven't left the apartment at all? Just to walk Rocco in front of the apartment, but um, other than that, no. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So for starters, we want to thank all our listeners. Thank you for listening. Thank you so years. much for not running away from us like we would <laughs> do for you. <laughs> yes. Thanks to our, to our listeners. Thanks to all the comics and uh, all, all of our guests, people. yeah, all people that supported us over the years. Yes, and um, thank you to Carolines for having us for our first live podcast that we did Which with was, Yamanika Saunders. That was and so fun. That was so fun. And uh, then also thank you to New York Comedy Club where we did the New York Comedy Festival in November. And thank you to the Paper House Network, which is. Yes. The network we're part of right even though we're leaving <laughs> <laughs> it's okay i'm sure there's something in the future coming up yeah 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 okay right 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 but that was awesome became part yeah. of a network very cool we reached our goal and decided fuck it we don't want to do it anymore got a yeah, network hello. i don't need a network anymore yes leave on a high note bitches yes all right so we were gonna start by each saying one episode that was our favorite or about something that happened that really stood out to us, something we learned, uh, you know, in the last four years. I mean, four years is a long time. It's hard to pick out like one thing, but yeah. Did you, did you think of something? Yes. Um, it's not so deep, but it is kind of deep at the same time. Mm, so deep. before starting this podcast, <laughs> I was really nervous about um, sharing vulnerable, like personal information. A lot of stuff when it comes to stand up, you have to be vulnerable. And it's very different from acting where you can just be something else, someone else. So mm-hmm. putting myself out there, even though, I mean, what do I have to hide? Nothing. It was nerve wracking putting everything out there. So the mm-hmm. first couple episodes, I felt like really uptight and like, mm-hmm. like just awkward and weird and... I think the first time where I finally felt like, okay, I'm having like, I'm relaxed and I'm having fun. We were in your car and we did the street sweeper episode. <laughs> yeah. And it was so funny because I was like, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore, but I'm laughing so hard. I'm having so much fun. I don't even know if anyone's going to listen to this, but 
the whole point of this is to have fun. We're in comedy. We're not like, you know, in jail. Right. Well, now we're in jail, but <laughs> that was, um, that was one of the first episodes where I was like, all right, like, okay, I, I can have fun. I need to start learning to relax and have fun. And, um, as far as like learning, I learned so much uh, mm. about equipment and producing and I forgot half of it because I Googled every single step of the way, but, <laughs> um, just persistence and staying with something and, um, mm -hmm. teaching yourself is very valuable. And, you know, you learn that you're capable and you're, and you're mm -hmm. strong and so many things from it. Yeah. But this yeah. super episode really helped me come out of like my uncomfortable. Ah, that's so cool. Did you have one guest who like was a standout that was your favorite? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you guess who it is? <laughs> Um, you probably won't I, guess. No, uh, wait, let me see. Um, JR Vince. Oh, I love JR. That was me. Yes, I love JR for sure. But like, my my guess <laughs> um, that I was now. like, so moving <laughs> on from JR. <laughs> um, I loved so the one that sticks out the most is Bonnie McFarlane because I was Ooh, so, even yeah. though I know her, I look up to her so much in comedy mm -hmm. because. I mean, I don't know if there's so much similarities, but her husband's in the comedy world. Like, it's not easy being a woman in comedy and being a woman in comedy that also has a partner that's in comedy. So a lot, you know, she's kind of paved the way for a lot of people. And just the fact that she was, the fact that she, yes, she came on our podcast mm -hmm. and was gracious enough to like, you know, spend time with us. And then Rich came in, he did like funny. a stop in. That was awesome. I just, that was one of the biggest, I think, moment like steps for me where I was like wow we can really make this something special uh, yeah that was a great episode and remember she, she was like stop because he was going like that on the yes. table and she yeah. was like stop doing that and he was like okay I'm sorry and then he was like she's my queen I dropped her off at the door because she's my queen and then he went and like got to go food or something <laughs> and he had made the rings he got for her, remember, he got her these huge fancy rings, and she was like, I'm not gonna fucking wear these yeah. to do comedy, and he made them yeah. into a necklace for himself. Yeah. Yes. Or maybe he made them into jewelry for himself. Oh, I don't know. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. She was like, and then she said he'll get him, he'll get her like super fancy bags, and she's like, what am I gonna do? Carry them into a comedy <laughs> club to go do stand up? It's so true. Like, you can't really. Like that's, you can't really bring it to a comedy club and leave your what nice bag in a green room while you're on stage. Definitely not the, the world for that. Yeah, yeah. You better bring your Louis Vuitton on stage, honey. <laughs> Talk on the mic. You're like, hello everyone. I brought my shitty ass backpack on stage with me. Cause I was so oh, worried about, yeah. Oh yeah. No. And I, and I, I would make fun of it's it. Nerve wracking. Like, Especially when yeah. you're not, you don't know where you are. You don't know the people you're like, you don't know if you can. It's so funny when people, random people I've never met in my life, ask me to watch their bags. I'm like, what? You don't oh, know yeah. me? I can steal I, your shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have that with kids. People always ask me to watch their kids. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Why would you do that? Why would you pick out anyone and be like, you know what? They're good enough. I really yeah. have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I know. It's wild to me, right? Yeah. Mostly. Well, I just have to say about the bringing my backpack on stage, mostly it was because because I was worried about someone stealing my snacks. So <laughs> I just yeah, don't panic. Get when I, don't want to get Shauna hungry. Hungry. <laughs> hungry. All right. So a couple of the – okay, wait. Let me just say what I learned, which is I think what I've learned – all along in show business stuff, but I, I relearn it all the time. And this is another example of it, which is never know what's going to happen. We could plan every single little detail and you never know what's going to happen. And if you go with it, it'll be fine no matter what, you know? So the, that like going with the flow and, um, I guess it really helped me to also to get my confidence back because I started comedy in 1999 and I, yeah. I stopped in 2007 and we started the podcast in 2016. That's a, I mean, and I had already been doing comedy, but yeah. I, when I came back at the, uh, like the beginning of 2013, 
like when I really tried to get back, oh, it was rough. I mean, I was a completely different person. The, the landscape of comedy had completely changed. And it was, I mean, it was rough. And I, I was, um, I sort of had lost a lot of the natural charm I had or something. <laughs> so I was not able to get by with that on stage. And my material didn't work anymore because I was a different person. So I was really struggling with uh, my confidence and and everything. And so the podcast helped me to get that back, you know, to interact with more yeah. comics and to be able to just, and, and I love interviewing people and I really love that. And what it really, really helped me to do the podcast was get a lot more confident about my writing. Oh yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That helped. Remember me how nerve wracking so our first, like the first time we wrote our, like it was a little story, I think was the first podcast. Yeah, we were writing those stories and then we were yeah. having the guest read the stories. Yes. Right? That and was nerve wracking. I remember just like sweating, being like, oh my God, is this, are they going to like it? Is this going to be funny? Is this going to be good? Is this stupid? Like, I mean, how sweet were all of them to just do it? They're like, okay. Yeah. And it made no sense because no. they're reading a story that someone we'd written from the week before, but it was, it was cute. I and mean, that was when we were reviewing movies also yeah. remember <laughs> and I think that was a lesson also at least for me was that the um like you can fail not fail but like you can show people your growth in like you it didn't have to be yes. perfect but when you get on stage like you can be like I'm not sure if this is ready yet let me do it a couple different ways in time it's like our podcast yes. has adapted so much over time and if we hadn't recorded it I was looking back at all the episodes and all the guests and everything we did. I had so many flashes of like memories and I'm like, Oh yeah. my God, we did so much. We met so many people. We interacted with so like, we did yeah. so much. Yeah. And it was, it, 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 evolved. Just, like, it, it happened so fast. It felt like it happened so fast. I'm like, we did so much in that short amount of time, but we were consistent with it and we stuck with it. Yeah. And it definitely evolved into, we, we it evolved into a great, setup that we yeah. had the guest, we interviewed them a little bit, we asked the three questions, and then we read, cold read the sketch that one of us had written. It was that's yeah. such a, I love that it grew into that. And writing yeah. sketches helped me so much. I mean, so much. Because I feel like in doing standup, uh, and uh, about a month ago, we were at some place and they played a bunch of I think they thought it was going to really embarrass me, but they played a bunch of videos <laughs> online about me doing stand-up, and um, it was on this giant screen, and I thought I was going to die of embarrassment because there's some old stuff on there. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, that, that was funny, and the writing was funny. I think I always thought if jokes didn't work on stage that then I... I wasn't funny and that I wasn't a good writer. I mean, it's so dramatic. Like, uh, oh, it yeah. didn't work. I'm not funny. Everyone yeah. hates me. It's yeah. I'm the worst writer, but that's <laughs> not, it's not really, it's not really how it works. So, right. So doing the sketches really helped me to be like, oh, wait a minute. I can, I can write I mean, I'm totally. not saying that I'm like, whatever, but I can write and I can write what I love, you know? Yeah. And, and so that, that really helped me. And for my favorite guests, I mean, that was like so hard to pick. I mean, there yeah. was, I, I, I also, I know everything. I and I was too. like, oh, that one. And I was like, oh, that one. And I was like, oh, what about that one? <laughs> but I picked out two things, two people. One was Corinne Fisher because, oh. she, because I, she gave me such a nugget that was so amazing. She said, she said that she and Christina Hutchinson, when they started doing stand-up, they just knew that they could be good at it if they just kept doing it, that they get good at it one day. They just knew that they could get good at it. And yeah. I was like, oh, what, a, what an amazing way to think about anything, that I can yeah. get good at this. Not, she wasn't like, I knew that I was going to be the most genius. And, you know, she was like, I, I knew if we kept doing it, I'd get good at it one day. And that really stuck with me. Because it's like anything, right? Yeah. Like any practice, any yeah. Just any art. It. You have to get better at it. I think. Yeah. For the most part, I mean, yeah. You're really working you're... hard and growing and looking at your stuff and trying to correct it and trying to yeah. make it better. You're but you're just you're gonna get better. I mean, look at us. Yeah. Not like yeah. we're you know, 
we went from 17 followers to 18. So, you know, <laughs> right. dreams do come true. <laughs> Her podcast has really grown in followership. <laughs> right. But my absolute favorite, I decided, was Vic Henley. Oh, I, I, he was on, I had a list, actually. He was on my list, too. Oh, he was so great. And we remember we, awesome. were supposed to, we were supposed to interview someone else. I don't remember yeah. who it was, but they canceled or whatever. And yeah. so we were like, oh, my God. And he was like, I'll do it. And yeah. then and then he was hosting at the same time and kept yeah. coming into the, the podcast booth that they have at the Strip. And he was just awesome. He was so generous. So, he was a professional. He oh. went on stage, did his thing, hosting a show, timing it, telling jokes, working the crowd, run off the stage, yep. come back to us, do the podcast, run back on. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, and he was super generous with his information and with his... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Miss him. Rest in peace, yeah. Vic Henley. We love you. Love you, Vic. So, okay, um, I wrote something else, but I can't read my handwriting. Um, <laughs> it looks like it says vagina, but I don't think that that's um, hmm, what could it be? to do. I think it says Christina Hutchinson, but it looks like vagina. Anyway, <laughs> oh, so well, yeah. we, we have tried for four years to get people to write in questions to us at thegonegirls <laughs> at gmail.com. And no one has. Oh, I, my brother sent a question once. Um, we weren't very consistent on asking for <laughs> it, though. We, like, did it twice. And then we're like, what? Why isn't anybody sending us questions? <laughs> okay. Well, no, I think we did it a few more times than that. We were like, tweet us. No one tweeted us. <laughs> we didn't get tweeted. But finally, George Navoa, also known as Orhe. Orhe. He asked us for our final podcast to, he was curious how as creative people we are doing during this whole pandemic and quarantine and this whole super challenging time. Like how are, as creative people, so he's, he's wondering from, from that vein, how that we're doing. Yeah, from the perspective of being someone who, you know, goes on stage and, you know, yeah. we go to auditions and do shows and plays and whatever. Like, how are we doing since those things aren't as readily available? What are, how good are question. we? Yeah. Good question, George. Oh, he was Thank also you. a guest of ours on, uh, in November 2018. He was our Halloween Epi guest. Was it episode 56? I'd like to guess. I think it was, I think it was 39. Close, very close. Yes, okay. very, very close. Yeah. And <laughs> he, I remember he was going to tell us a short story and then it was like 45 minutes. <laughs> the scary story that he and, then, and you were allergic to his cat and he asked me, he was like, are you guys allergic to cats? And I was like, no. I know. And then I show up. I'm like, Bleh. You're like, sir, tech. Oh, please. But that was fun. He had yeah. a really cool apartment. Yeah, it's awesome. So anyway, do you have, uh, how, how, do you want to go first or? Sure. Uh, what was the question again? How, how as a creative person has, oh. ha, have you been dealing like? Okay. Uh, well in the very beginning I was just terrified and I, I think like for me, creativity kind of is like a broad spectrum. Like I can't be good on stage unless I'm good off stage. I have to have a balanced life. Mm -hmm. I have to yeah. eat well. I have to work yeah. out. I have to do all yeah. that stuff. So when the pod, when all my creativity like stopped, because uh, I was on a house team at the pit, I was doing stand up. I was creating videos with you and with Rachel. I was running around. I was doing a lot. So it hit me like a wall, but I thought, you know, okay, this is temporary. Also, what can I do? Well, I can do stuff around the house. I can do stuff towards myself instead of, you know, but I still had online improv for a little bit. And then I just could not be on the, I couldn't be on the computer screen for that long. Um, I ordered a paint by numbers and that was helping with my anxiety. <laughs> I was like painting. <laughs> So that really helped. Um, I've been doing yoga. Mental institution going yeah, on. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I've been doing yoga every single day and um, a five minute ab workout. That's like the first thing I do. Um, I've been cooking and eating healthy. So that's creative. 
I've been writing down jokes, but you know, not performing. I did like maybe one online Zoom, um, but uh, yeah. So before, because I had to go to Florida uh, to see my family because my my dad passed away. But Aww. one thanks. Once I was in Florida, I was just so focused on my family. I didn't really do anything, but I did maybe like one or two podcasts. That kept me like feeling like I was still alive and still doing stuff in comedy. Um, mm -hmm. But now that I'm back in New York, I can focus like on stuff and see what's available. I know there's outdoor shows that I'm definitely going to start doing once my quarantine's over. And um, writing and just reaching out to other creative people mm -hmm. because I know that they're probably going through stuff and just saying, hey, let's create something together. Let's like do something. Yeah. So that's it. What about you? Okay. So the quarantine happened and I was psyched. I was like, bye bye society. I'll be in here. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I love, I love cooking. I definitely get, uh, and always have gotten my, a, a big part of my creative expression through cooking. You know, I love finding out new foods and recipes and cookbooks and going to restaurants and eating something and then coming home and making it. So um, I was cooking a ton here and taking pictures of the food and posting on Instagram, which is really fun. It's super creative without it being like, look at my face. <laughs> Do I look good today? Uh, and um, I was surprised at how my my writing sort of uh, shifted and kind of like slowed down because I write a lot just uh, myself, not, not anything yeah. in particular. Like I do a lot of writing exercises and that all, sh that all slowed down for me. But what I, I did instead was I cleaned out my past, like unbelievable. I mean, I cleaned, I started in the kitchen over there and I cleaned out the freezer and then the fridge and then the washing and dryer area. And I went through every drawer in the kitchen, every cupboard, every single thing, the drawer in the, that the microwave wow. was sitting on. I went through everything. I donated what I could. I recycled stuff. And then I, I came into the bathroom and I did all of that. And then I came in here and did, and then I went in my office and that was the one that was like, Oh my God, I really had to take a lot of deep breaths because I yeah. cleaned out my bookcase and my closet and my files. And I mean, there was- That's so hard. I still need to do that. Like oh, I'm dreading it. It dreading was it. so emotional and it was so uh, gutturally uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I did, that took a lot of time, you know, I mean, like yeah. I found, I found a card that I wrote to the woman who I student taught with in first grade, um, huh. in, um. uh, 1995, uh, uh, maybe 1995. Wow. I student taught in her class and I had written her a card when I moved to the city and I never mailed it and I opened it up and read it and it was so uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Um, it was a nice letter, uh, but I could just feel in my handwriting, my tension and my, uh, trying to like figure life out. And it seemed like everything was so perfect the way, I lived in, a, in an amazing apartment. I had this hot, hunky boyfriend. We had gotten a kitten and I was yeah. working at Caroline's and I was taking dance classes and acting class. And it seemed like, anyway. Uh, that sounds amazing. That sounds like what you moved to New York for, you know? And it is, it is what I moved for and it is what I did, but I was in a lot of pain because I didn't realize I was an addict and an alcoholic and I needed a lot of help. So, <laughs> and therapy. So anyway, um, I cleaned out everything and I, and I looked through everything and I put pictures in frames that I'd had for 15 years and old family pictures. And I just like cleaned everything out. And then I filed things and I got rid of a bunch of stuff, papers, I shredded a bunch, bunch of shit. And I sort of like tied up loose ends and, you know, cleaned, cleaned, cleaned out stuff. And, um, That's great. yeah, it was, 
It was really awesome. I mean, it was super uncomfortable and I never would have done it if it weren't for the quarantine. I never would have been like, I never would have been like, I'm going to take three weeks and just sort of like sit here with everything and feel my way through it. Like who would take, who would take the time to do that? You know? No, but yeah, you're right. I mean, cause life was busy. Life was busy. We were busy doing, running around doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, so, and then I did the same thing with my clothes and my jewelry and whatever. So, uh, and then once I did all of that, I I also exercised a ton, you know, because of the cancer, I really, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, I can't fuck around now, you know, I have to take, really take care of myself. And, uh, so I exercised a lot. And then after all that, I started writing again. So oh, good. Yeah. So I've, I, I actually created a schedule for myself, a daily oh. schedule and I more or less follow it. You know, I set up work hours for myself. I set up writing hours for myself and I keep track of it as to whether or not I did it. And, um, you know, I just keep myself I keep myself in line. I keep myself structured because if I don't do that, oh my God. Yeah. Like one day, what was it? Oh, you know, I used to do this thing where I did shadow puppets, where mm-hmm. I had this character and it was Frenchie and she was an artist and she did mm-hmm. shadow puppets. That was her art. It was like, sort yeah. of, it, was, it was funny, but like, you know, she, she was always talking about what an amazing artist she was. And then you find out she does shadow puppets, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I had this idea one day, you know, it was in my like work day and I was like, oh my God, I thought of something funny Frenchie could do with her shadow. And I almost like ran off and like did it. But like, it wouldn't have made any sense. It would have, I mean, I could have done it, but it just wasn't structured. Anyway, I'm really going off on a huge tangent. Uh, That's I, okay. <laughs> I started I started feeling like I was in therapy and you were like, okay, <laughs> um, we're going to have to stop now, Miss Lane. Uh-huh, go on. <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, yes, yeah, that is, okay. Wow, that was a lot. Um, feel free to edit all of that out. Uh, oh, okay. you inspired me. I need to do that. I oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> I thought you. I thought you were gonna say you inspired me. I need to create a schedule for myself. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but I think I kind of do that. I just don't always listen to it. Oh, I mean, I forget to like, look at it. I feel like, uh, but, but that's because I need to clean out my papers and books because everything's piled up and like I'm just like mm-hmm. drowning in it instead of just seeing one thing and being like, okay, hey, that's my stuff. You know? Right. 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 Um, okay, so anyway, now we only have nine minutes left. I mean, I guess we can Uh-oh. do whatever we want, our podcast, yeah. but... The never-ending uh, podcast. <laughs> the never-ending podcast. Uh-oh. Okay, so uh, now our questions. So Yes, questions. <laughs> you just looked do at you me Do you want me like... to ask you? Uh, okay, well, no. I just talked so much. I just went on. I just did, Oh, like, okay, you asked oh. me. Yeah, I just did like a one-man show. My turn to talk. Okay, yeah, your turn. My one-woman show is ready. Okay. What are some of the things you find difficult in life now? Um, okay, well, currently, not to bring everything down, but as my dad passed away July 2nd, so getting back, I focus a lot of my energy on my mom when I was home, which was distracting and good. Uh, it's still been like hard and emotional, um, but I'm back now in the city to like my normal, not normal life, but like at least my home, my mm-hmm. normal surroundings. And the first couple of days were really just hard to do anything. Usually when I come back from outside of New York, I know what to do. It's like, all right, I got to do my laundry. I got to put the suitcase away. I got to put all my clothes away. I got to clean the kitchen. I got to do all this stuff because once I get everything clean in the apartment and in order, then I can like get on with what I need to get on with. Otherwise, the suitcase will sit there or whatever, right? But the, my energy was just like, I think it just hit me when I came home. Are your so, clothes still in a suitcase? No, they're oh, away. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I've been... Um, Everything is really hard for me right now. Like just getting dressed, I put makeup on today. Like it's the first time I put makeup on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's everything feels like overwhelming right now, especially with a pandemic. Cause I'm like, all right, now that I'm back, what can I do towards my career? But at the same time, what career? Like what is going on? It's almost like mm-hmm. survival mode, but all right, what do I do in this 
with with what I have and within the construct of what we're allowed to do, what can mm-hmm. I create? Mm-hmm. And what do I want to create? Because my desires aren't necessarily there. Nothing's really like hitting me yet. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, I've only been home for almost two weeks now. And every day I've been doing one thing. I promised myself to do one thing towards the apartment, like clean a bathroom or clean a kitchen or like one thing. Mm-hmm. And also to call one person a day. Mm-hmm. So that is like all mm-hmm. I can do. Like mm-hmm. feed myself mm-hmm. and do those two things. And I think once I, as I've noticed, like little by little each day, I'm like, oh, I can do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I have the energy to do a little bit more. Where mm-hmm. in the beginning, I was just like, I just want to sleep all day. Sleep, 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 sleep. And I was like, I don't want to get into some big depression. So I'm like, mm-hmm. but I don't want to avoid it. I want to go through it. I want I want to heal from it. And I, and mm-hmm. I want to live with it and figure out how to live with what happened. Um, and so I guess that's the hardest thing. How do I live with the grief of my dad's death? But also how do I live with the grief of a lost job, lost career, lost identity? So it's, mm-hmm. it's very existential and very big and overwhelming. So I'm just taking it down a notch and kind of just being like, all right, let's simplify. What can I do? What am I able to do? And eventually I will get strong enough again to get to where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what it is or whatever. But I mean, I know I need laughter in my life for sure. Mm-hmm. Are you guys watching funny movies and stuff? Um, funny movie. Nothing's really making me laugh, to be honest with you. Like talking to friends is making me laugh. Mm-hmm. Movies is very flat to me. I maybe there's because there's nothing new out. I saw a Jason Sudeikis movie. That made me laugh a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. If you have any suggestions, I'll take them. Okay. All right. What is your biggest fear and why? My biggest fear is getting like super depressed and getting super lazy and Ooh. just not doing anything with my life. Just because oh. Emilio is so sweet. <laughs> like he'd be like, just sleep, babe. Just like, he's just so understanding that I'm like, I don't know if you're helping. Me. Like, <laughs> I just you got an image of him drugging your coffee and being like, just sleep. Just I know. Sleep I'm like, Why do you want me to sleep? Like, but at the same time, if he was like, get up and go, I'd be like, back off, you know? So, uh, um, sounds like with a kid, when you're like, take a little nappy, just take a nap. <laughs> I know. I'm like, why am I bothering you, big wake? <laughs> oh. Yeah. So. Okay. That's wow. That's a. <laughs> It's a big fear. All right. Have you conquered any fears? Oh, I wrote in the last four years. Okay. That works. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Okay. So putting our, putting our podcast out was fearful to me because I was like, I I sound stupid. Like, I don't know. Like I knew people, but people didn't really, I didn't really know people. You know, so like this is giving, and not that that's, uh, but being vulnerable is difficult for me mm-hmm. when I don't know the person and like just putting mm-hmm. stuff out there, you know? So mm-hmm. that was a big, that was a big fear that I overcame. Um, joining an improv team, which isn't, you know, that Ooh. helped me with everything. That mm-hmm. was a fear I overcame. Um, and a goal, right? And a goal. Yep. Yeah. And, um, yeah, being able to ask people for help and ask people to be on the podcast, that was like also feel like mm-hmm. the fear of rejection. Yeah. Getting over that. I mean, I was like, whatever, I don't care. At, like at a certain point, you're like, they're going to say no or they're going to say yes. And you just move on or you just keep asking. It doesn't matter. Like people are busy. Who cares? You know, just keep asking or move on. So that was something I overcame. And um, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Now ask me. Okay. Ready? Number one. What are the, some of the things that you find difficult in life, Shauna? Well, right now I find it difficult to be my own stay at home mom. That's what I'm finding difficult. I cannot believe how much work it is to mother myself. I mean, I, because I really took this opportunity to, I, I mean, we eat out maybe once a week, maybe sometimes we don't eat out i mean we don't go out we get something to go maybe once a week so i cook everything i may i've been making 
I mean, I buy pizza crust and I mean, it's not like I'm making my own bread and shit, but I mean, like I, you know, I try and buy organic everything, cook everything organic and um, all the things I do, uh, you know, to take care of my physical, you know, between the physical, mental, spiritual, food, dishes thing, it's so much work. Uh, yeah. I, 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 so anyway, I, I'm, I'm challenged. <laughs> it's not easy. That's why people have help because like, right. I mean, it's a lot of work. Right. And the cleaning, I've taken over a lot of the cleaning duties because Don mm -hmm. has been uh, working. I mean, I he always worked. I, don't I know, really... but you worked too. So I did. Yes, I did. And I worked a lot. It wasn't like, but I'm... I don't want us to fall back into that. Like I have, I know exactly what you're feeling. I'm like, what am I? I'm a stay-at-home mom for nothing. Like nothing. Like, what <laughs> is my purpose anymore? Right I'm like, <laughs> I am not going to change my whole life just because of a freaking pandemic. Like, you know, but I will help out because he's working his butt off, you know? Right. And it's just ridiculous. I mean, like the other night he was like, oh, I'll come home and uh, clean the bathroom that has the shower in it. This, you yeah. know, and then he came home and he was exhausted and I had just been here all day, like working on myself, writing my journal. And I was like, um, you're not going to clean the bathroom tonight. I'm not going to clean the bathroom while I drink my magic tea that I just made and infused all day. It's not going to happen. Like, no, that's, you know, I mean, the thing is he took over a lot of the stuff because I was sick. Also, I got yeah. sick and I, you know, I really couldn't do stuff. I, I mean, I just, I couldn't, but now I am not sick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a lot. It, um, is. it is, but wow. I mean, I've, it does kind of feel like first world problems. Like it's I so know. hard to cook myself organic food and teas all day. It's not hard. It's a, cha it's a challenge. Oh, that's the timer. It's a challenge because, you know, I'm, uh, on some level, uh, just easily distracted. And I would rather just go get a piece of pizza and then totally. like play and do fun, creative, stupid projects, but that's not grown up anyway. All right. That's it. Well, what are you doing to create laughter and joy into your life? If you're not creative, I mean, like what are the things that you've replaced that with that like are fun, like play, you know what I mean? Cause I think we still need play in life. Well, um, I have a lot of people that I talk to. Okay. So and friends. I, yeah, I have a lot of friends that I talk to and we laugh a lot. Good. And um, yeah, I totally do that. And I am always like, we watch a lot of funny stuff. And okay. yeah, and I'm still, you know, like I said, writing and I'm always reading books and challenging myself in different ways. So I don't feel, I haven't lost myself in this at all in this okay. pandemic. I've, yeah, thank God. I, yeah. you know what? I mean, I really, I can see how that could very easily happen, but I, I think yeah. because I was already a lot of my day was home um, and organized, I think uh, that um, I, I just sort of kept, kept going in that vein, you know, but if I didn't yeah. have that already and I just randomly, randomly was, you know, home all of a sudden all the time and had never been here, I would have been like, uh, I have no fucking idea what to do. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Next question. What's your yeah. biggest fear and why? Yeah. So I really thought about this and I had to really think about it because I don't consider myself a very fearful person, but I sort of dug deep because I have been digging deep during this whole quarantine and really like looking at myself and looking at my inner life and my thought patterns. And, um, I went for a long walk this morning and I was really like, what's the truth? Like, what's a true fear? And, <laughs> and I, and I, um, you know, I have a little bit of stage fright, but you know, I sort of figured, you know, I, I've, I've found a lot of techniques to manage that. And I, t I studied with a lot of different people acting and doing stuff. So those aren't, those aren't like active fears, you know, those are 
things that I, I, I worked on, you know, but, okay. but right now, truly, truly my biggest fear really is that I won't be true to myself. Like that was what I came oh. to. Yeah. That, that, that I won't really be true to myself, which is, um, I feel like a very powerful fear. <laughs> yeah. No. So, but you do so much work on being your true self, you know? So that's all you can do. Like you just have to keep moving forward. Yeah. Just like just like getting better at stand up if you just keep getting up on stage. If you just let's say like true to yourself, I mean like the lies that we tell ourselves, right? Like yeah. we all tell ourselves lies. But as long as you're I think 99% of the time telling yourself the truth and then you know you acknowledge the lie eventually like you know it takes time but and we all I mean I do it all the time like I'm like I don't know why I said that like I call myself out I'm like that's a lie I don't know why I said that. you know what I mean I'm like I don't know why I'm trying to prove anything to anyone even to myself like I'll lie to myself I'm like why am I lying to myself about that stupid like my weight. Oh yeah, sure. My weight's going to change if I put a different number down. Oh my God. I lie every time someone asks me, Oh, like any audition, I always lie. And when yeah. I go to the doctor, I lie. And then I write ha ha next to it. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Uh, That's really funny. I'm yeah. Start doing that. <laughs> I think, I think that the challenge of being true to myself is that just also even knowing what that means, you know, like really. So anyway, it's a work in progress and that, yeah. that, that, that really is like, you know, anyway. Okay. I'm done. Okay. I love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you conquered any fears in the last four years? Yeah. Um, I said, you know, the writing, producing. And then I said, getting myself on stage enough to get better at stand up and then realize that I don't care whether or not I'm good at stand up. Oh my God. That's, <laughs> that's good though. That's like a good thing to oh my God. learn about yourself. If you didn't take that path, you would have never figured that out. I mean, yes, I needed to, whatever I had, I had one of my acting teachers, the first one I had in the city. One day, this, this woman in class was like, I don't want to be an actress. And she was like, you don't have to be a fucking actress, but just do it from a place of power. And I was, I was in my twenties and I was like, what does that even mean? Like, I'd never heard someone say that before. And I was like, you know, my mind was like blown and I was like, oh, right. So Right. Do whatever we do from a place of power. Nobody has to do anything. Nobody yeah. certainly has to do stand up. It's not like, you know, I mean, some people, I don't know, like, you know, literally is their lifelong goal. And I get that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so yeah, I just, um, I was not empowered about my stand up when I came back into it. I wasn't empowered about my acting, about stand up, about writing, about anything creative. And I feel so much healthier about all of it now in the last, in the last four years, there was definitely a shift, you know, oh, definitely, great. yeah, definitely uh, a lot of knots untied and a lot of twists un untwisted. That doesn't okay. make any sense, but yeah. And getting to study with Win Handman was like a huge, I know, you huge, love that. Huge, huge part of that. And Billy and, and Billy Lyons too, both, both of them. So, and just, you know, being able to get back really into a, a creative life, like really a creative flow. Yeah, it awakened something in you, you know? Yes, something shifted, awakened and settled back in. And uh, and it also, and, and then all of that being said, all of it isn't as weighty as it was either. Like yeah. when I didn't have a handle on anything and I, couldn't really figure out what I was do Ooh, doing and everything was so, um, <laughs> Dawn is coming home. Oh my God. That scared me so bad. We're doing the podcast. It's okay. He, he hi, whispered. Dawn. Can you see here on Cara? Say hi. He said hi. Come say hi. Oh. Come say hi. This is, well, everybody on can't see On the last him, podcast. Yeah. So put that down so she can see you. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>. Hi. <laughs> You know, oh, it's, um, I don't know where my purse is. 
Sam, he needs my money. No, he doesn't. He needs, okay. he needs, he needs his money. <laughs> money. My money, more problems. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that um, that's it. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Yes, I mean, look yes. how much we've accomplished and how much right. we've grown and how much has happened. I'm really proud of everything we've done. And oh my God, I'm so proud of us. Are you kidding? Fuck yeah. 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 Just even staying consistent with it. Totally. With the fact that it evolved and grew and we did things and we challenged ourselves mm-hmm. is un- unbelievable. We had yeah. some badass guests. Hello. Totally badass guests and badass shows and yeah. Oh, it was fuck just yeah. Yeah. What a what a great. I'll always cherish the memories. Of yeah. Girl. Yes. And like you said, we'll have, we can have a reunion. Yeah. Oh, a reunion the, show. Oh my god. So I wrote the sketch this week, and yes. oh, I had been wanting to do one like this with this idea in mind, but I just remembered about the Gone Girls the Golden Gone Girls, and I wanted to do the Golden Gone Girls even goner. I wanted to do like a really old, okay, we'll have to do that some other time. Yes, oh, for sure. sure. <laughs> That'll funny. be part of the, uh, part of the reboot. True. Okay. So right. we doing a sketch now? Oh yeah. Okay. So okay. Put my glasses on. Okay. So yeah, I wrote the sketch this week. Uh, okay. So should we just do it? Yes. Okay, I'll intro it. Interior apartment and interior doctor's office. Okay, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna call. Dr. Fieldberg, how can I help you? Hi, I would like to speak to Dr. Fieldberg, please. This is Dr. Fieldberg, how can I help you? Wait, you don't work for the census, do you? Oh, right. You just said that. Thank you. No, I don't work for the census. I need your help. Do you have access to your feet? What? No. I mean, yes, I, I do, but I'm ugh, calling about something else. Great. Great. Just to be clear, you can touch your toes. Of course, I can touch my toes. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. How can I assist you? Okay. All right. Well, all right. I've been suffering with some lower back pain. Hmm. Yes. And also, I can't sleep, doctor, ever. I just toss and turn all night. I'm like a rotisserie chicken. Just turn, turn, turn. I see. (laughs) I see. Anything else? I have a headache that comes and goes. uh, Right side frontal lobe. Got it. Can you take your shoes off? Yes. Are they off? Bare feet? Oh, oh no, I, I thought you were just asking. Okay, one second. All right, yes, my shoes and socks are off. Very good. Now grab your big toes and your right foot and wiggle it. Okay, I'm doing it. Do you eat a lot of cold climate fruit? What? Apples, pears, plums, perhaps prunes, grapes, raspberries? Oh, uh, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Well, if it feels like you're allergic to those types of fruits, you should stop eating them. It's causing you lower back spasms. Wait, what do you mean it feels like I'm allergic to cold climate tree fruit? When you wiggle your big toe, I felt a sensation similar to the type feeling one would have with an allergy to cold climate tree fruit. Uh, I do not understand. Don't I need to come in for an appointment? I mean, you can if you'd like to. If you'd like to, you know, if you feel more comfortable wiggling your toes in person, that's fine. I will have to charge you for the visit twice, though. Okay. I thought, wait. My friend said that you're an amazing doctor. Where did you get your degree? Undergrad, Yale, then Harvard, then Columbia. I also got a certificate from a shaman in Cambodia. But I did that online. I don't really like to travel. Okay, fine. Whatever, whatever. Um, all right, what about my lack of sleep? Okay, so mm. I want you to slap the bottom of your left foot. Just give it a good swack. Okay. Ow! I did it. I have sensitive feet. Well, this is odd. 
it feels like you do a do you chew ice um, all the time i love it mm. yeah it's causing the enamel on your teeth to wear off and the discomfort is causing sleeplessness because your subconscious is trying to tell you to stop eating ice. Maybe try a few almonds. Okay, this is ridiculous. Trisha, Trisha, my dear, this is ridiculously easy. Wait, how did you know my name? You feel like a Trisha, no caller ID. You can Venmo me $275 cash. I am at Dr. All the Feels. Okay, I will see how I feel. <laughs> You'll feel great, trust me. Till next time. Click. <laughs> that was fun. Good job, Shauna. Very fun. Thanks. I th Don always makes fun of me because I'm like, uh, it feels like you're sick. And he's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know some people that say that about like math. I feel like the answer is two. I'm like... <laughs> You can't feel numbers. Okay, yeah, that definitely not how math works. <laughs> or, or probably. Um, but wouldn't it be great if that's how math it. worked? I'd be <laughs> amazing at math if it was all <laughs> feelings. I'd be like, I feel like the answer is go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'd have a lot more clothes. I tell you that much because I'd be like, I feel like I have enough money for it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need that coat. Uh -huh. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I know. Okay, so. I'd be broke. Okay, so. Oh, I put my paper down. Um, last part. Where can people find us? Where can the people find the gone girls once they've been gone? Well, so for me, I you can follow me on at Ankara Savone on Instagram. Um, I also started a new Instagram handle called Video Cara, V-I-D-I-O-K-A-R-A. And it's just going to be me doing videos only of maybe characters or voiceover stuff, just like fun video, character -y, comedy related stuff. That's fun. Yeah. You, uh, okay. Well, I can ask you after um, okay. my question. Okay, and you can find me. I'm Lane Shauna at Instagram or at Lane Shauna <laughs> on Instagram. Email.com. <laughs> and um, I'm Shauna Lane on Facebook if anybody is doing that. And I'm the Shauna Lane on Twitter, although I'm not, uh, I don't do Twitter a lot. But yeah, Lane Shauna. And I have ShaunaLane.com if you want to go to my website and yes. see any stuff there. And of course, we'll leave up all the Gone Girls stuff. Of course. It's there yes. forever. Forever. Okay. We love you, Goners. Thank you for being with us and taking this journey and this fun ride. And we're excited for the future. And keep watching us Yay. because we've got big things coming up. That's right. Bye, Goners. Bye. Gone Girls Podcast. We interview the people we like and try to get to the bottom of life. The Gone Girls Podcast. The Gone Girls Podcast Show.